0: or visit them for more information at cabotrisk.com. My next guest is definitely somebody who loves statistics. George McGarren has over 30,000 LinkedIn connections, and he has a world ranking as the 125th most connected person on LinkedIn out of more than 575 million users and I am one of those 575 million users and I definitely am not ranked 125th and he's ranked in the top 30 most connected recruiters in the United States. George possesses executive headhunting expertise throughout the United States and Latin America where he headhunts stars and matches their talent and exciting and growing companies in North America. He also conducts deal structuring for candidates and clients for perfect world matches, and additionally offers specialized executive resume and writing expertise on a case-by-case basis. George is the president of the McGarren Group, an executive talent acquisition firm. He started in 2001 and is based in beautiful New York City. Hello, George.
1: Ed, it's good to to catch up with you here.
0: Thanks for having me on. Fantastic having you as a guest with us today, George. I did a very light debrief of your fantastic career, and I'm just wondering if you could tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself and really how you connect with the marketplace.
1: Well, your your, uh, your introduction is much kinder than probably and, and, and more fluent than I would probably say it, but I, I appreciate the, the kind words in that. Um, the um, So I've been, you know, the, the, the bread and butter, the, the, the main business that we run, it's, it's an executive recruiting company. So in general, we're dealing with folks that are making from... Three hundred thousand dollars a year to about four to five, four to five million dollars, right? So we're we're competing with the you know the Corn Ferries of the world and the Spencer Stewarts and the hydrogen Struggles from an executive search standpoint. So that's the one business. Uh, the second business is we also uh, we and these, these are this was a mistake turned into a business model. Uh, the same folks we also help them with their branding, right? So their executive branding, which could be LinkedIn and, and a, a biography, a board resume. Uh, just you know, a typical resume. Uh, so that's the a second a second division or, or, or product that we have. The third is we also coach some of these folks, uh, and that's and the fourth is you know as of recently we've started to get some of them on on podcast as guests and other things. But in general, you know we're dealing with CEOs and CFOs and CMOs and chief strategy officers, and you know a lot of um, you know some of the, some companies you've heard for you know heard of and other companies you've, you've maybe used their product but never never heard of of them uh but that's how we're dealing with so all over the place uh the story my story is not as you know romantic as <laughs> as some of the guests that you had on the sh- on your on your program uh you know it's i I've, I've sort of a zero to hero back to the zero maybe a hero story <laughs> a little bit of both but it's been twenty years of uh you know it's been it's been a rough and and easy twenty years if, if you know to, to say the least in, in different parts of you know it depends on on what year you ask me but um that's it you know i'm just another guy we've got 40 people in the team um but i'm constantly reinventing you know myself and and our team and what we do and you know the the name the title of your program and, and the podcast just it's it's it pretty much epitomizes what i've been up to the last 20 years right so uh just lots of risk sometimes not all smart uh and you know that's kind
0: of the story as of 2021 Well, I'm sure you have many examples of being brave at work, George, in respect to the work that you're doing. But first, I'd love to see if you could reflect a little bit and maybe we can give our listeners some lessons or things to think about as it pertains to somebody in transition. You know, I'm a former HR leader and I occasionally work with people who are in transition and more often than not, they could show more bravery in either how they're branding themselves in the marketplace or how they're going to the marketplace, really around creating action. So many people are stuck and stagnant where they are. And to me, action always created options and that's what you need. But could you share with us a little bit, maybe some of your reflections or maybe some thoughts and ideas on how people in transition can be a little bit braver?
1: And that's a, and, and I'm, I'm, I'll probably steal that, the actions, you know, create options uh, line later it's all on. Yours.
0: It's not, uh, it's not certified. So you can, yeah.
1: know, I love it. I think it's, it's uh, I always say, I mean, activity breeds activity, right? Which is the same. Totally. It's exactly what you're saying. Um, this is a, I mean, you know, this, this is a common thing, at least from a candidate standpoint is I, you know, I don't, there's an opportunity at XYZ. I don't, I don't know the person, but I know who's running the search or I'm running, who's running the opportunity. Should I email that person or should I call that person or should I, and, um, and that's a basic, right? I mean, if you think about this, if you're, if you're, if you're out of work and you've, let's say you make a hundred thousand dollars a year, you make 200,000 or 300,000, there, there has to be a little bit of courage just to be able to email somebody, but not email one person or call one person. You should think about calling, you know, 50 of these, 50 of these people, right? And it, it it's I would I would say this, and this is, you know, if you're a business person or if you're a candidate or if you're a leader, it's usually the problem usually is in your own head. It's not and, and your perception of maybe yourself is not the perception that other, other people have of you, right? So um, but I, I think you know the 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 number one, I think you need to have a great plan. Number two, I think you need to maybe take yourself out of the comfort zone, right? Comfort rejection is difficult, right? But I think, you know a baseball player, you know, could bat 330 in their hall of fame, right? Which they're failing 67% of the time. You know, I think and I built up a business that way, by the way. I built up a business of pretty much being broke for three years. And I would go to bed thinking, tomorrow, you know, is just I'm just one day closer to not being, you know, broke, barely paying, you know, robbing Peter to pay Paul. Uh, but as a candidate, if you're out of if you're out of work, you really need to just go all in you know, most people can appreciate that. They appreciate the, the person that goes after it, right? But, you know, more is more is better to some extent if you're especially out of work, right? You know, and and it's your full-time job to find something for yourself. I mean, that's some people don't see that, you know, and they they don't. We went back. You were talking about math before. They also say, well, you know, the job market is difficult, right? And you say, well, I've, you know, I've, I've applied to, or I've looked at five roles. Um, none have penned out. You need to mathematically backtrack on on the what's working, what's not and and it's a mathematical problem at the end of the day, but you need to pick up the phone, pick up you know use your email and you know use use the people that you know, people that you don't know and and create that activity which she said you know activity creates you know opportunity right so i mean you're spot on you're spot on about
0: that. Well, I used to host a group of folks who were in transition, and if any of those folks are listening, you'll know what that group was. And I you know, built a reputation based on action equals options, that you needed options. And I was just always surprised, and they knew this because I used to share it, You know, how I don't want to say little, but they just were not active enough, that they just didn't have the mindset that, as you just said, finding your next opportunity is a full-time job. And every day you need to be thinking about it, working on it, and, you know, questions like, gee, should I or would I? And I always tell folks, absolutely, you know, the only time you have to make a decision is if you're offered the job, right? I mean, you're not going to pursue something that's ridiculous and never going to take it. And, you know, it's based in England and you're never going to move. I mean, you're never going to do that. But, you know, oftentimes new things can come out of the conversation or they might say, gee, you know, as we've been speaking with you we know you want to stay where you live. So we're thinking of doing something different. I mean, who knows? But I'm just curious, George, why don't people have that mindset that activity equals activity?
1: Well, I think so. And, and this is a, you see this a lot with the, the folks that are, let's say they've been at the same place for 10 or 15 years, right? They almost, it's almost like dating where you get somebody, you're semi rusty, right? With with what to do and, you know, who to talk yeah. to and yeah. how it works. Um, I think that's a common problem is they get they get they're comfortable and then it's it becomes awkward right for them to go out to their old network that they haven't spoken to in ten years to so i think I think at the end of the day it's sometimes it's awkwardness um the the second thing is i i and I really believe this and you know you see this i i think it's a major mistake, especially with technology people be you know they they hide behind technology right they hide behind. You know, you can send somebody an email or a text message, but at the end of the day, it's a people game, right? And you have to, you have to get past that barrier of of technology so that people can, you know, can can kind of relate to you and and, and think about you when a new opportunity comes about. Um, but I see this. I mean, you see this over and over, right? You know, you've got people that are going after opportunities and are just doing everything, everything via email, right? Instead of just picking up the phone. I, I um. This is just i mean i'm i'm 46 and well, this is we're in april now or so I'm, I'll, I'll be 46 soon the the, the the when i was a kid the way you got things done right and you know this right there you know there wasn't a text message or email it was you had to literally go knock on the door and apologize to whoever you know let's say you, you're a kid and you broke somebody's window you had to go there and apologize face to face right that that's the yep. way it is yep that and then when your first job, your first job at a school or university or, you know, it was because the because your neighbor knew your your somebody's uncle who knew somebody's brother who then went to school at some place, and now you have an interview, right? That technique still works, right? But you do need to have a little bit of, you know, a little bit of uh, initiative. I mean, I want to say, I was going to use a different word here, um, but you need to have a little bit of guts here to be able to go out and, you know, knock on the neighbor's, neighbor's door or the person you used to work with. Um but I, I, I would argue. I mean, you know, you have a, you have a bigger problem, and the problem is if you make a hundred thousand dollars a year to five hundred thousand, let's say you make, you know, you have a half a million dollar problem you're trying to solve for yourself, and just to reach out to four people or five people, it's just you know the the, the activity. It's unbelievable how little activity people really perform, right? And they blame things like the market, they blame things like the industry, they blame things like and, and uh, instead of pivoting, right, taking these 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 opportunities which sometimes are sort of grievous events and and pivoting into something greater
0: and uh, I don't know I think well, are yeah. I'd interrupt and say you know people also blame age right yeah. I mean there's all sorts of obstacles that people create and so you know it's interesting because we find people self-limiting themselves as they are in the job market and to your point it might be because this is not something that they have done often that most people are at work four or five years and if they've been at their same company and have grown. Uh, they didn't go through a rigorous interview process where they had to meet people that they'd never met before, but, you know, they have, uh, you know, not done this a lot. And so transitioning to a new situation can be very, very difficult. We might rename this show, George, in your honor to the be brave to work podcast versus be brave at work because it takes bravery when you're in transition and maybe sometimes more bravery in transition to put yourself out there, talk to people you've never met, reach out to people you haven't talked to in a dozen years. And I tell people all the time, especially in the world we live in today, people get laid off daily. I mean, there used to be a time 20 years ago where it always happened in January and that was it. It never happened or it never happened, right? I, I used to work for the companies who used to say, we've never laid anyone off. And now you can get an email saying, we just restructured the IT department and, you know, half the staff will be leaving us, you know, May 1st, et cetera. So it's not as unusual to hear from somebody to say, hey, I'm in transition due to whatever particular reason. And, you know, I just find it interesting that uh, these opportunities for bravery for people who are in transition in some ways are not taken as often as you and I would like.
1: Exactly. Well, I can tell you, this is a, you know, going back to the statistics thing, um, and and I think you've seen this stat before, but if you're, if you're, if you're, um, you know, if you're a candidate, I, I use the word candidate, but let's say you're, you're in transition, or even if you're, you're, you're passively, you know, you're, you're passively on the market, or even happily employed, there, there's an 85% chance that you will find your next job through six degrees of separation, like statistically, right? And this is, I think this is like 1960 or, um, there was even a book called, the. Pa- I mean, have you, have you ever read The ba- the Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg? I yes, I that. have, yeah. And that was published, you know, whenever, and he even talks about this, you know, when they did a study. um, So 85% chance that you'll find your next job through six degrees separation. And th- the math then says it's not through that first connection. It's actually through the second, third, fourth, fifth. So, you know, so let's say you're my neighbor, you're the CEO of a pharmaceutical company. Statistically, you won't, you know, I I won't end up, getting a job, you know, directly your company, but statistically I have more chance of getting a job at your second, third, fourth, fifth connection, right? That's, that's what the math says. The second thing, you know, are guys like my, you know, me, you know, myself who run these executive recruiting companies, there's like a 10 to 12% chance that you'll find something through folks like myself, right? And companies like mine. The other part is online, right? And, and the, the higher you go up in the food chain in terms of, you know, financial, I guess, you know, if you want to call it financially what you're charging people uh, from a salary standpoint, that the internet, I mean, the, you know, applying to something is pretty much, it, there's like a 2% response rate, right? So you're almost, if you're in transition, um, you're you're almost, to some extent, extorted. I'm using the word extortion here. You're almost extorted to go after the 85%. And that's when it goes into, you know, to your model of the activity, right? The activity model of, you know i mean really you, what can you expect if you if you just talk to three or four people you know you're not going to land something but you have to really focus on how do i activate some of these relationships how do i reactivate some of these relationships people that used to work with me people that um that i've I've hired people that i you know even i fired it's uncomfortable to talk to somebody that you fired but you know some people understand situations um and you really need to get a list i mean it's it's so we have a, we have a coaching business as well where we talk about this with folks and we make people literally get a list of three hundred people. It's hard to get a list of three hundred people, right? I mean, of anything. But you know, at, after a while, you know, you realize how little your network is, and you, then you realize, okay, I need to grow this network um, and turn these these names and contacts into 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 you know relationships, right? So um, there's a there's a there's a I don't I, I don't know his name. There was a guy on YouTube or something that he said contacts um, are just contracts without the R, right? And, but that's, that's, that's the really the true problem you're trying to solve. Right. Where, um, but statistically, statistically it's not, it will not be through an email statistical will be through the six degrees separation. So you need to really, you know, almost double down with that game and understand where to spend your time. So it, it, it's, I mean, if you're getting discouraged because you're applying to things online and and, and, and you just paid a lot of money for your resume and, and you're not getting any response. Statistically, you're not supposed to get a lot of response from this. Statistically, it's, as you know, it's this activation model, right? And, uh, but you need to have, you know, you do need to have a little guts to, to reach out to people you don't know. It's, it's, it is uncomfortable, but that's just the way it is. You know, you have to accept that.
0: Well, I do tell clients I work with that they should anticipate and plan for getting discouraged you know i think everyone is on that roller coaster ride where oh i interviewed with three companies last week and they're all looking good and you know i think i'm going to land one of them and then all three of them fall apart and now right. they're at the bottom of the ferris the uh, roller coaster because they're totally bummed out that none of them worked right. and i'm like you know if you can anticipate that you'll just know that it's part of the ride so i'm just curious george if you were to share you know two or three pieces of advice that you might give folks that are in transition of things they could do that require some degree of bravery, right? This is because they haven't done this before or haven't done it in a while and might take some bravery in order to do, you know, what might you share with them?
1: So, I mean, if I were to, it's sort of a a game plan, I would say, number one, make your list of of people that, um, that you know, right? Make a list of people that used to work at your, all, every company you've been at, make a list of these people, right? That you actually know. Add to the list people that used to work at your company that you never spoke to. You know, Maybe you look, worked at a larger firm. You can usually use that and say, well, I, you know, used, to work, I used to work at KPMG. I used to work at KPMG. We never met. You were in California. I was in New Jersey. Um, but I think you need to start creating a list of, of contacts, right? And it's almost like a little mini CRM, right? I mean, it's a, it's a sales problem you have. Um, secondly is I would highly recommend either you know, you need to figure out how to either get their email address, their phone number or something, and then suggest a reason for a call right? You 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 definitely will get rejected. There's no question, right? You're going to reach out to 100 people. Maybe 15 people will actually accept the call, right? And then right. 10, 10 will show up for the call, right? right. And it's just part of the game. And then you do the call and then you need to figure out, okay, from this one person, how do I get to somebody else from, the, from that list? So, you know, turn the 10 calls into 20 calls, right? Or 20 people. And you play that game over and over you have to keep, and then the next thing is you always have to ask for a referral. It's just the way it is. Right. And, uh, and the last thing I would say, and we, you and I were talking about this, we're talking about each other's businesses. And I, I, you know, I asked Ed. I said, just if I need to refer people to you, who do you, who would you like to talk to? Right. And you need to give back and ask that question so that if you do have somebody in mind, you can send people to the, to the person that was kind enough to to sort of give, give you their time. Um, If you do that over and over and over and over and track this, you know if you do that a hundred times you'll have a lot of opportunities um we, we did that with somebody he's a cfo he's an introvert he's he's a i mean he's just a complete introvert he's been at the same place for 20 years um and we literally introduced him to 100 people right it turned into 50 calls 50 calls 50 calls turned into four job offers right and he didn't have to send his resume out you know t- technically applied anything um, but it takes work, right? You know, and it takes the non-excuse of "I'm busy," or "I don't have time to do a call," or, like you said, you know, you three three job three job interviews, and you know, you were sort of the bridesmaid, not the bride, right? And now I'm depressed. It, it's statistically this is another going back to I don't know why today I'm on a on a statistics thing today, but um, statistically, you need to have between eight to twelve interviews to be able to get one job offer, right? So. You, know, you have to keep and an interview will would be considered, you know, the hiring manager or somebody internally, not just like an external recruiter. Right. So, you know, there's, there's the, statistically it's between eight to 12. If you're beating eight to 12, you're doing well. If you're not, if you're, you know, if you've, but you know, that's just for one offer. The re, the fact that you have one offer doesn't mean that it's a good offer. Right. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, there's, you need to, there's a, quite a lot of production and activity and practice. And if you look at any, anybody who's any, any decent, you know, you have to practice quite a lot. Right. And, um, but I would make the, you know, make a list of people, the more is better. Um, don't assume, this is another thing too. Don't assume that people are not, and this is a mistake I think sometimes people make, um, don't assume that that person's not worth my time. This person isn't worth my time. You don't, you don't know who they're, you know, who they're connected to. Um, I mean, I'll give you an example, and this is just personally, I, you know, I've got two kids, great wife. My wife is a, she's a stay-at-home mom, right? You might not want to connect her. I mean, she's on LinkedIn, but you might not want to connect to her on LinkedIn because how can she help you, right? But then she might be married to a guy that runs a couple of businesses that know know a lot of CEOs in in the country, right? So you can't assume that somebody cannot, you know, just so I think that's a mistake people make. They just say, well, that person doesn't really have anything for me. You don't know, you know, where you're going to end up. So make a list, make sure you get set up the calls, make the calls and ask for the referral and the fourth thing is pay it back right you do that over and over and, and you'll be fine um and then the last thing is when you get your next job continue to do that because that's the mistake people make they just stop
0: right and, right and then you're well, back. I, yeah uh fantastic advice and i love the idea of the network list because we all know people that nobody else knows you know my network list is different than yours there may be some overlap but It is the one asset I have as a business professional that nobody else has in the marketplace. So, George, thank you so much for your time today. Lots of great advice. Again, we're going to rename the show for this segment. Uh, Be brave at finding work. And uh, clearly, your organization can provide a lot of services to people. If folks wanted to talk with you more, how could they get in touch with you? So
1: the easiest thing is, and they can just literally, if they just Google me and they, they remotely type my last name in, you know, close to it, if they just type in George McGarren, they'll, they'll find me on LinkedIn, they can send me a message on LinkedIn if they'd like. Um, there's a, inside of the about section on a LinkedIn profile, there's an email there, they can email me and then it can set up either a call caller. Um, but I think it, you know, at the end of the day, this is an important thing. I think Ed, that, that, uh, and this is a reason, for example, to use a service like yours, right? You, you have to, a lot of folks don't want to invest money in, in coaching services. Um, but they get the you know they get to the borrow you know thirty years of your experience like that they get to the borrow twenty years of my experience like this you know very quickly right instead of you know so um, I would highly invest that you invest in some sort of coaching even if you're in transition right and uh, you know you'll 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 save yourself a lot of time and agony and 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 uh, and a lot of just a lot of pain going you know towards you know towards you know and, and a lot of pain during the process but I think hire a coach if you can if you can.
0: Right. Well, George, thank you so much. All your advice comes from experience, which makes it even more valuable. So thank you so much for joining us today.
1: And I appreciate it. Thanks for having
0: me on. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us this week. And we hope you join us next week as we further explore being brave at work. We also remind you to subscribe to our podcast at bebraveatwork.com and or download and listen to our podcast on multiple online platforms. We are everywhere. Our podcast today was sponsored by Cabot Risk Strategies, whom you can reach at 800- 222-5963,